We are a church, and we say this all the time, following who? Jesus, Jesus right? We're following Jesus, and Jesus is at the center of what we do and who we are, and we want to learn the things that Jesus talked about most. We want to learn those things and not just learn them here, but we, we want to learn how to live them out in our everyday life. Now, if I asked you a summary, uh, the, 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 the theme that Jesus talked about more than anything else, what might you say? Like the, the, the one theme, love, yes, love. Like the most important thing to Jesus was love. And, and he even said when someone asked him the most important commandment, he said, love God and love your neighbor. Yeah, and everything hinges on these two things. Like this most important thing is love. With his disciples, the night that he was arrested and eventually killed, he said, I'm going to give you a new commandment love one another. And then he made this crazy comment and he said, the world will know you're my followers if you will memorize the Bible. That's what he said. The world will know you're my followers if you memorize every word of scripture. Is that what he said? No. He said, the world will know you're my followers by your love. So let's get real. How are we doing? How are we doing good? Some of us, others of us, and some aren't even going to answer the question. Like, I'm out on the conversation, right? If we look around the world of everybody who claims to follow Jesus, how are we doing? Sometimes, sometimes we're seen more as, as judgmental than we are loving, right? Uh, sometimes we are known for our love. Other times, not so much. It's kind of a rocky path. Sometimes we're at... So what we're going to do is we're going to spend a month talking about love, and we're going to practice love, and we're going to experiment with love, and we're going to do it as a community. Is that okay? Come on. Yeah. Okay, so there's this, uh, this author named Bob Goff. Have you heard of Bob Goff? He's hilarious, and he's crazy, and his office is at like Disneyland in California. It's, it's weird. Um, he says this, love is never stationary. I, I like that thought, that love isn't stationary. That uh, in the end, love doesn't just keep thinking about it or keep planning for it. Simply put, love does. Love does something. Now, if I have a wife and we've been married um, for, for a while, if, if, I have, if I told some of you like, how long? You want to test me, don't you? Got married in 98, so it's 20 years, 21 this year, this summer. See, I got it, I got it. Now, if, if I told my wife every single day that I loved her, but I never did anything to show her that I loved her, like if, if I never, when she asked me, hey, could you do this for me, and I never did it, do you think that she would believe me that I loved her? No. No, if, if you told your kids, if those of you who have kids and grandkids, that you loved them every single day of their life, but you ignored them anytime they wanted to talk to you, do you think that they would grow up believing that you loved them? No, because love requires action to be true love. Love is never just spoken. And here's the deal, church. We tend to be really good at telling others that we love them. Like we're good on the, yeah, love God, love your neighbor, I love everybody. But when it's like obscure, like I love everybody, that makes it super simple. When someone's standing in front of you, or actually when someone's driving on Shea under the speed limit in front of you, it becomes a whole nother thing to wrestle with 
Am I expressing love to that person? Am I acting out of love for them? And here's the deal, church. If, if we don't love people in the ways that Jesus called us to love others, we will never fully represent God or Jesus to this world who desperately need to know him. And so experimenting in love, practicing love, very, very important. Uh, I was thinking about an orchestra, uh, an instrument. Anybody uh, ever try to play the guitar? Anybody in the room ever try to play the guitar? The first time you picked up the guitar, did it come naturally to put your fingers in the positions to play the chords you wanted to play? No. No, it's, un, it's quite unnatural. Um, Joe's guitar disappeared. I was going to pick it up. Anyway, it's quite unnatural to put your fingers in those different positions. And then not only do you have to put your fingers in those positions, you actually have to put pressure on the, the, the strings so that it holds them down at the way that you can play them and the actual music comes out the way that you need it to sound. Quite unnatural. And the only way it can become natural is if you practice. Yeah, if you force yourself to do something until it becomes natural in your life. Listen, love is no different. There are times you have to force yourself to do something that isn't natural to you until it becomes natural to you. Does that make sense? And so for us, we're going to spend some time doing some things in an effort to allow love to become a part of who we are so that love will then just flow out of us. Uh, John, one of the earliest followers of Jesus says this, Dear friends, let us continue to love each other, for love comes from God. Love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God. Who is that? Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows Him. Anyone who doesn't love does not know God. Now, that's a bold statement by John. If you refuse to love... If you refuse to act in love, then you actually don't know God. It doesn't matter what you say. You, you don't know him. You've got to actually do something out of love to display that you know God. Peter, another one of the very first Christians. And I want to, this is the one I want to kind of focus in on just for a couple of minutes. And then we'll jump off from this point. Uh, Peter, one of the first Christians, is writing, trying to help people understand the foundation that Jesus is. That, that Jesus is central to everything. And what does it mean to follow Jesus and, and to learn from Jesus? And, and he says this, he wants us to know our identity first. You are a chosen people. You're a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Now, time out. I want you to, I want you to try to grasp this for just a second. Uh, I, I want you to understand your identity if you're a follower of Jesus. Here it is. Three, three quick things. You are chosen. Now that should make you smile. Do you remember in, in elementary or middle school when you were standing in line and you were about to play dodgeball and the captains were standing in front like looking everybody over and when you got chosen how good it felt? See some of you are smiling. You're remembering this moment. Some of you are about to cry because you remember this moment. Listen, God chooses you. God chooses you. Like he didn't choose anyone else for your exact position in this world. He chooses you. Now that should make you feel good. You should smile about that. You're chosen by God. And not just that, you're his possession. Like there's nothing, there's, there's nothing that you could do to make him like set you aside. Like you're his possession, his, his prized possession. 
like I try to get you guys to smile sometimes and I, so I just get this like straight look like you're too serious like loosen up a little bit you're chosen by God like it's a it's good news it's it, this is good and then there's this thing that Peter throws in that sounds really weird you are a priest look at your neighbor and tell them they're a priest go ahead and tell them you're a priest some of you are looking at your late neighbor and you're thinking God has made a huge mistake <laughs> If you're the priest, we're in trouble. But, but, but Peter says this about us as followers of Jesus, you're a priest. Now, contextually, it's important to understand in the first century, what was a priest? A priest was a mediator between God and humans. That, that was the role of a priest, a, a mediator. Or another word to, to think that, that, that shows this relationship is a conduit. A priest was a conduit of, between God and people. Like he was representing, a priest was representing God to the world, to the people in the world. Now, this room is a mess, is it not? I mean, let's just be honest. It's, I mean, it's kind of clean this morning, but uh, I'm type A. I'm a one on the Enneagram, for those of you who know what the Enneagram is. And these wires, like right here, this drives me insane. And if, like, if you think I'm just making that up, ask any of the staff members. When I walk into this room during the week and it's a mess, like my blood pressure just starts, like, they try to keep me out of here because it's just not good. All these wires, it dri drives me crazy. And so we budgeted for a ton of conduit. Look at all this conduit right here. This is beautiful to me because you can hide wires in conduit. And what's going to happen in, a, in two weeks this, this ceiling is going to be painted black, including the conduit. We won't even see the conduit. <laughs> but there will be lights and sound. It will just be present. Now, come on. That'll preach. That'll, well, I mean, that's great. But that'll preach because here's the deal. When we are what we're called to be, when we are conduits of God's love, we disappear. But God's love is very present. We, we disappear into the background because it's never about us. And when we practice these acts of love, we, we, we are, are conduits that bring God's grace into a world that desperately needs his grace. Like that's, that's what we're called to be. That's how we're called to live. And so live love is, is, is working in this direction. Uh, Peter says, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. Now, who wants to do that? Who wants to show others the goodness of God? That's a trick question. Everybody should want to show others the goodness of God. All of us should want. This is so that we may show others the goodness of God. Like God does not call us to run around the world and point out everybody's mistakes and faults and sin and evil in their life. No, no. He calls us to run, run around the world and tell people how good he is and how much he loves them. And that brings a lot of joy. Um, one of our newest staff members, Ryan Chasen, uh, came with the specific purpose uh, in, in our church to help us begin to not just be a church who had some missions on the side, but to, to, to allow missions to become a part of who we are. Like learning to love is a part of who we are. So Ryan's going to help me uh, the rest of the morning walk through some opportunities that we have, some things that we're going to do to love some other people. Um, so say hi to Ryan. Welcome him. Yes, Ryan. Hey. One of the things I, I love 
about, uh, Ryan used to be our youth pastor years ago. And one of the things I loved about Ryan uh, as, as our youth pastor is he never wanted to just put on events. Uh, he didn't want to just do events for for our high school and middle school kids, he wanted to always give opportunities for kids to serve. And uh, there was this camp called Camp Civitan. There was a camp for um, uh, special needs uh, kids in, in the north, north of Phoenix. Yep. And uh, he said, the one thing that I'm just gonna, we're gonna do, uh, our youth, they're gonna do, is we're gonna serve at Civitan. It's just what we're gonna do. And I love that about him. And so when we started looking for a missions pastor, Ryan was at the top of that list. and. Uh, we tricked him into coming back and being a part of the, the church. So live love. What's this whole deal about live love? Yeah. So uh, live love is this, an entire month with a, a specific focus. And uh, like Matt was saying, uh, this is just an, an, an experiment for us to um, go in love, to, to serve people in our, in our city, around the world. Uh, but it's an entire month focused on just that. Uh, it's, it's more than just the hope is that this is more than just a uh, an event or something that happens, but because of it, love begins to ooze out of us. Uh, it, we, we as as followers of Jesus, we embody this, and it's something that, like he was saying, like driving down Shea, love comes out of us, not the other. The other, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's really what it is. It's just this um, specific plan, mission, hope. Yeah. That. And, and we have projects, which we're going to talk about yeah. here in just a second. But the end goal is that each of us in our daily lives would begin to ask the question, what does love look like right here, right now? So if, if I'm a person of love, if I'm marked by love, if I'm driven by love, then what does love look like right here, right now? When, you, when you're in, in your kitchen with your, your wife and there's some tension because you're obviously wrong, not that I'm speaking from a, any experience, but I'm obviously wrong. Like, I can make some decisions in those moments. Like, I can get angry and fight and yell, or I can ask the question, what does love look like right here, right now? Like, what would love look like in this situation? Same thing with kids uh, in our neighborhoods, on Shea. Um, but these opportunities to, to practice love become that thing that helps us to begin asking the question, what does love look like right here, right now? T-shirts, everybody gets a T-shirt? Yeah, so everyone gets a T-shirt. Um, yay. Uh, and, and the reason is kind of threefold. One, because they're awesome. Uh, so that's good. Uh, the second is when you sign up for these different opportunities that we have throughout the month, we're going to encourage you to wear them. So that way, when you show up and there are other people from McDowell that show up, you can see the shirt and say, hey, we're friends. Let's hang out together. And so that's going to be really great, especially at some of the places where there's going to be a hundred or so people that are at, at these events. It's going to be really good for us to be able to identify. And then the, the last reason is um, in a few weeks or months or even a few years down the road when you see the shirt, you're going to be reminded of, no, this is who I am. I, I am someone, I, I embody love and this is, this is what that's about. And it's hopefully going to be a reminder for us. And that's us. where the phrase, you came up with this yeah. phrase, for the valley. Valley, which yeah. means for the valley means for the valley we live in the valley, valley right right okay and we, good and we want to be for and we want to be for the valley and so uh as a church this is going to be our local strategy uh for our local partners and so that's for the valley and then global will be for the world i, I just love yeah. all the hidden messages i know for the valley and means <laughs> hashtag for the valley for that's the, good this valley i like how you think right yeah, yeah. it's subtle Subtle. Yeah. yeah. 
and they happen to be Suns colors. Right. Subtle. So for those of you who are yeah. Suns fans, you can wear the t-shirt and you people can... will go, hey, where'd you get that Suns t-shirt? And you'll be like, oh, you should come to my church. Yeah. We hand them out once anyway. a year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, t-shirts, projects, we're going to talk through just a few different projects yeah. And let's start with a couple big ones yeah. that people can jump in, uh, regardless of, of kind of where they are and what they yeah. enjoy doing. So yeah. we have a couple of them. The, the, the first one, really, really awesome. We're partnering with World Vision, uh, this global organization, and we're doing a 6K. Sounds like a big deal, but not really, because it's going to be a walk, run, crawl. Roll. Roll. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but up here at Lost Dog, and that's this Saturday, uh, 7 a.m. Uh, and so it's really neat. You'll get a shirt and you'll get a bib and all that stuff. But, but bigger than that, World Vision, their, their reasoning behind the 6K is this is, on average, how far people walk every single day for clean water. And so that's why it's not a 5K. That's why it's a 6K. And so their, their mantra or tag for this is every step you take is one they don't have to. And so we need a bunch of people to come yeah. to this thing to help provide tons and tons of clean water for kids. Yeah. So, so in the, the developing world, children will usually come up through primary school and then will have to drop out because they have to begin being the ones going to get water uh, helping out around the house. And so what World Vision, they want to do is provide clean drinking water so that kids can continue to be educated yeah. and then have a different kind of future than what they currently have. So huge deal, 6K, all of us can walk 6K, yeah. or a lot of us can walk 6K, maybe not all of us, but um, you can be a part of that. And it's this Saturday, yeah. so jump and in. There's, there's also, we're going to have an option available for people with kids or things like or don't, who don't want to walk a 6K, uh, a, uh, like a two-mile loop. It's up here at Lost Dog also, a little bit easier. So if you have young kids that you just want to get them to... To participate, that's an awesome option as yeah. well. Then the second one, something we do every year. Every year, uh, next Sunday, we're starting our annual water drive, and so bring start bringing in bottles of water, um, which is a huge, huge need here in the uh, in, in in the valley uh, throughout the summer because. From what I understand, it gets a little warm. Um, and so we're going to bring in, a, and, and this is something that everyone can do. Everyone can bring in water. Well, hold on real quick. Yeah. How many of you have ever bought um, food from a grocery store? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so those of you who raised your hands and those who didn't raise your hands, you can buy water from a yeah. grocery store or a gas station, or just about anywhere in Phoenix. Right. And so just buy some extra and bring it and drop it off. And it means so much to the homeless yeah. population in Phoenix during the summer. They don't have a faucet that they can go and get clean drinking water like most of us can. Yeah. Uh, and so we want to provide bottles of water for the homeless population here yeah. in Phoenix through the summer. Yeah. So let's bring water. Easy. A lot of it. Next week. Yeah. Bring a lot. It's yeah. great. Yep. Uh, and then the third, the third really easy, fun opportunity for everyone to be a part of is uh, our annual golf tournament. Uh, and so if you play golf, you can play in it. If you don't play golf, you can still play in it. It may not be as fun for you, um, but you can still play in it. Uh, and that is May 10th, Friday, May 10th. Uh, and so all of the proceeds coming from that tournament are going to go towards uh, two of our global partners in the development and the building of their community centers. And so uh, that's for uh, the Dominican, our, our, our relationship down there, as well as our relationship with uh, Hard for Lebanon and the community center that they're building. And so make sure you get signed up for that. It's going to be a great time, um, yeah. Friday the 10th. Um, now, in your opportunity guide, if you'll open this up, uh, on the kind of the third flap where it says local partners, we want to walk through these real quick 
and give you a glimpse of, of some opportunities uh, in the next couple weeks that you can jump into. So let's start with yeah. UMOM. We hear this a lot. So UMOM is something that, so first, it actually stands for something, uh, United Methodist Outreach Ministries. Um, and this is an incredible organization. It's, it's like the largest family shelter in, in Arizona, uh, maybe even in the country. But it is, uh, it's, for us, we partner with them every single month by feeding them dinner once a month. And so this month, well, we're going to do, we're going to continue with our meals, but also uh, we're going to have a work day there where we're going to be cleaning up and helping uh, the cafeteria as well as the second and fourth Tuesday, they do something called Read to Me, which they're going to have, they have kids that live this place, or live at this facility, and we're just going to go and read books to kids, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, and so that's you, Mom. Uh, the next one, MANA, st- stands for for uh, Marine, Army, Navy, and Air Force. So it actually means something also. And this is a, uh, a transitional housing for uh, military veterans. And uh, same thing, we partner with them every single month this year, or this month we're ramping that up a little bit. So we're still gonna have uh, the dinner service, but we're adding uh, another work day and we're adding a pancake breakfast on Memorial Day. Because yes. pancakes. Because pancakes, right. Uh, so that'll be really great too. Um, And then FMSC stands for Feed My Starving Children. And so if you have kids that are five years old and up, this is an incredible, incredible way to get your kids to start serving and helping out and just seeing that the world's a little bit bigger. This is uh, basically you just go and you pack a bunch of meals for a bunch of kids that go around the world. And it is so awesome. Like we'll, we'll sit there and we'll pack I don't know, 50,000 meals in an hour and a half window, and then we'll pray over these pallets of food, and, and then they're gone. Parents, 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 if you've never done this with your kids, just jump in this yeah. month. Just, it's, it's a two-hour yeah. time commitment, super simple, but what it does is it just stretches your kids' minds a little so they can see a, a better picture of the world, yeah. not just this part of the world in which we live, because the world is not... Fountain Hills, Scottsdale, and Phoenix. It's a much bigger, more diverse world, and uh, we need to have that that stretch of our minds. So parents, 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 take your kids, sign up, and be a part of Feed My Starving Children. And there's seven different opportunities for that this month as well, which is really great. Uh, The next one is Hope in a Future. Uh, Hope in a Future is another one of our strategic partners um, that um, we have a couple of different things going on with them, but they they focus specifically on uh, foster kids um, in Arizona. And so trying to provide hope in a future for these kids uh, throughout, uh, through various um, programs and things like that. And so one of the ways that we're partnering with them this month is they have a storage facility uh, full of all of their stuff for their summer camps called Track, which we'll talk more about later. Um, and so we're taking supplies from their storage facility to their office so they can start getting ready for their summer camps. And then the second thing, they do something every month called Life 360, which is instilling into these kids um, just different values and goals and understanding of what the real world looks like after they get out of the foster system. Uh, and this month, actually, we're going to, their, their focus for the month is serving. And um, I think that ours is serving also this month. This month. So that, yeah. Because we're that, for the valley. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Right. And so that works. So yeah. there's that. So the foster care system is loaded with children in Arizona. I think many mm. of you know this. And one of the interesting things about uh, these kids who come up in the foster s- system is once they hit, hit a certain age, they're done. They've aged out. And there's no support for them. And so the 360 program is helping create 
something more stable to help these kids enter into a workforce or educational path. Yeah. Uh, so huge deal uh, for, for hope in the future. Yeah. And so a little bit of clarity on what that 360 event is. Um, their focus is serving, and so we're just going to serve alongside of them with whatever their project is, yeah. which will be so, so awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one, Midwest Food Bank, is a, it's a relatively new organization here in the Valley, I believe, uh, but it's another meal packing event or location. Uh, they have things, they, th- their meals go both here locally and globally, and we'll find out the morning of where, where the meals that we're packing, where it's going. It could go into some kid's backpack who lives in Phoenix, or it could go to somewhere in Africa. And so we'll find out that morning, but another awesome opportunity uh, to partner with the food crisis. Uh, Streetlight USA, uh, this is an organization who is actively um, rescuing girls out of human trafficking or trying to uh, provide education and things for girls who maybe are at risk, at, at risk of getting into trafficking. And so uh, for us, uh, we're going to have a beautification event there. Uh, and when I asked for some clarity on what that looked like, she said, well, we're just going to beautify the area. And I was like, I still don't have any idea what that means, we're but, in. but I'm in, right. <laughs> so it's going to be so great. Um, it's yeah, serving there on their facility um, frees them up for so much more. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one, Hope Women's Center. Uh, it's another brand new partnership that we have, but they have locations all around the Phoenix area. And this is for women who have been uh, physically, emotionally, verbally abused or, or, or whatever. And uh, this is a place of, of, of comfort, of safety uh, for them. And they get um, education. They'll go through classes. Uh, and there's a lot of things they, they really help not just the, the, the woman, but the entire family. Yeah. And so we have a, uh, a chance to go feed dinner on Mother's Day weekend to them, which is awesome. Uh, and then also to go clean up their donation area, which uh, when I was meeting with them and kind of talking through what that means, they said, because, we ha- because we're going to come in and clean up their donation center, it's going to allow the people who are actually trained to not have to worry about donations, but to invest in these women, which is so great that we get to do that. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. We can't do everything. There's so many needs in our city and our world, but we can do something, right? Yeah. You can't do everything, but you can do something. You, you can live love in a specific way this month. And um, this is something I, I pray, and I think our board and our staff prays that our church can become a people of love. We want to learn how to love in practical, everyday ways. And so I want to encourage you. I want to beg you. I want to guilt you into serving <laughs> this month. And to jumping into an opportunity, maybe it's just one for you. Maybe there's one that jumps out and you say, you know what? Um, when you talk about that issue, that's something that, that mm. just hurts me. And so maybe you want to jump into that kind of an opportunity. Maybe it's something else for you. We have people in our church who do a number of different things and expressing God's love to others. Maybe it's that for you and it's not even connected to our opportunities guides, but, but we can do something, right? You can do something. Can you do something? You can do something. You can do something. Those of you who are not even responding right now, you can do something (laughs) to live out God's love in this world. And we want to help you do that. So online, mcdowell.church slash live love. mcdowell.church slash live love. Simple. Jump on there. You'll see all the opportunities. Uh, You can 
register there. You can ask questions. Send us an email. We want to get you connected. So the big question today, here's what I'm going to leave you with. So if you fade it out there for a minute as we walk through all of those, here's the big question for the day. What will you do to live love this month? How will you live love in May? How will you live love in May? Will you live love in May? I sure hope so. I hope we are known by this.